Hello and welcome to Criterion. Close up. I'm Mark Herney, and I'm here with Aaron West. Aaron, good to see you and talk to you again as always. How are you? Hello again, Mr. Mark. I'm great. Just just as good as always. Just ducky. Nice. <laughs> just <Excellent>. ducky. <laughs> and we want to, uh, this is a special episode, Criterion Close-Up, and this is where we get close-up with Michelle Rosenthal. Welcome, Michelle. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for coming on from uh, the Criterion Affection blog and various other platforms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, all over the internet. I love it. You, know, you have a, a really big and uh, wonderful footprint. I was checking it out. So yeah, we're <laughs> going to be we're going to be getting into um, the well, really Michelle and her art on this episode. We'll also be talking about uh, well her Criterion connection and some other, you know, what she's been thinking about Criterion lately, some of her favorites. So uh, really an artistic episode. So really cool to have you on, Michelle. (laughs) I'm very excited. I've been looking forward to it. And we should mention Criterion Blogathon winner. (laughs) Yeah, I still feel like almost guilty about that. I don't know. (laughs) No, no. I very much appreciate it. She won the uh, award for most original, which uh, really everything she does is super original. I mean, it's unlike that's, anything. That's why I feel like I cheated. <laughs> I know, but still, it's, it counts. So, um, yeah, we're thrilled to have you. Uh, of course, uh, we've been talking, what, a couple years now, I think, uh, close to it? Uh, yeah, yeah. There, so. Ever since I was aware of you, yeah. <laughs> Likewise. I've, I'm bad at keeping up with the criterion sphere online so i think you reached out first and and thank you for doing so i think i did yeah cool oh that's great um you know wonderful wonderful covers we'll definitely include some links to some of your artwork in the show Mm -hmm. notes and uh we'll embed some pictures so awesome michelle uh the first thing we wanted to ask you though of course because you are a first-time guest is your criterion connection how did you become aware of criterion uh yes so um I feel like my Criterion connection is uh, maybe a little backwards from most people because um, I was I was kind of into Criterion first and then into film after. Like it kind of went in the wrong direction. <laughs> uh, hmm. But I I like became aware of Criterion um, in high school, and it was just for the cover art. Um, that's what drew me to Criterion from the start. So uh, I was in high school and I rented from the local library. I rented The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Oh, yeah. And didn't know anything about uh, Benuel, didn't know anything about surrealist film. Um, But I just loved the cover so much. And after walking by it five times, I was like, I have to know what this movie is. Uh, so I feel like that's the pattern that's repeated since then. Um, I'll just be browsing movies and then come to like a standstill in front of a beautiful cover and it's been Criterion every time. And then eventually nice. I thought, um, well, obviously this is the uh, series for me. So, um, yeah, so I, I mean, the the cliche with Criterion being the film school in a box, I feel like I've. I'm the one who's doing that. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I'm, I, I don't come to Criterion with a film background per se. Like, I love film, but um, I'm no aficionado. But I've definitely been using Criterion as as the roadmap, so to speak. 
That's right. I, I just pulled up the the cover, and that's the one with the lips with legs and a the top lips hat, which is in yes. the bowler hat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just so arresting. <laughs> it's it's very Benwell though, if you if you know Benwell. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think oh, absolutely. Phantom Liberty. It was also pretty strange, but in a good way. Oh, uh, that one's so great. Yeah. Yeah, kind of similar. Uh, I, I wonder if it's the same artist. I have to look, but yeah. it might. I, I don't know the artist for that. That might even be original poster art i'm not not entirely sure sometimes they do that yeah 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 it's uh it's the phantom liberty is a a, like a statue of liberty that looks like a butt bird (laughs) yes it's it's... very creative (laughs) a butt bird (laughs) yeah and it's holding a very uh flaccid torch if i remember and if you've seen the movie you might understand what they're getting at there (laughs) so I haven't seen that one yet, so obviously I have Mm. to do that next. Well, there's one scene uh, that, uh, well, no, I'm not going to spoil that scene for you. You have to experience it. But um, but when you see it, you'll be like, oh, I I got it. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I can guess. (laughs) Nice. Well, you know, one thing we didn't mention, too, I I had wanted to, regarding your blog, Michelle, was about how you are watching every Criterion film, and you referred to this, um, from A to Mm -hmm. Z. So you've got uh, over 800 to watch. And, um, <laughs> I think I'm working are, on did it. you reach 200 yet? I think you were pretty close at one point. Oh, I'm just under 200. I okay. think I'm at because I do keep a tally. I believe I'm at 192. Okay, and I I say I'm going A to Z. I'm not going alphabetically. I it's, there's no rhyme or reason, but just whatever. Yes. When a cover grabs you or something. Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. Just yeah. just whatever I feel like watching next. And we should mention that uh, our good friend David Blakesley, who I, it seems like we're mentioning David uh, every episode now, but <laughs> we are. Uh, he did an interview with you uh, a few years ago for Criterion Cast, uh, uh, an email interview. So, um, and, and actually, I think uh, yeah, I your Criterion connection was in there as well. And I remember, uh, yeah. I think Armageddon was mentioned, and I totally understand why <laughs> oh, you, why you left <laughs> that off here. <laughs> well, no, the thing is, I, technically, Armageddon. All right, so I think this is actually different now because at the time, technically Armageddon was the first Criterion I had ever seen, but I didn't see it with the knowledge that it was Criterion, so it doesn't right, really sure. count. But I think now I can say that A Hard Day's Night is the first one that I've ever seen. Oh, cool! Because oh, I saw okay. that before Armageddon, so that hadn't been released mm-hmm. at the time. But yeah, Hard Day's now I don't have. That one. <laughs> yeah, that cover is way better than the Armageddon cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think, I think the Armageddon cover is just like a little bit of orange, like a fiery text, and I think that's yeah. It. But so I yeah, black. I had my like I had my big Beatles phase in elementary school, so um, so I'm pretty sure Hard Day's Night is now officially the first Criterion I've seen. Sweet. Well, that that has nice. a great cover. So yeah, yeah. a recent one too. Dual yeah, format. last year was it last or year before? Um, Boy, time flies. I yeah, it, it was, was pretty year. recent. Yeah, no, I, I think you're actually, right. Here. I think it was 2000. It was year before. Yeah, the because they they toured it. Janice, Jeez. Janice toured it, and then last year they toured Apu was the big one. So yeah, time flies. So well, uh, mm-hmm. that's right. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. we have a little housekeeping, uh, short housekeeping. Uh, do you want to take this one, Mark, or shall I? Sure. Uh, go ahead. Well, we have a, a little bit of a schedule change. Uh, we. Uh, well, if you heard the gross out episode, uh, I, our listeners should know that our our recording for that was about somewhere around five hours. <laughs> <laughs> Epic podcasting at its finest. When I finished editing it, uh, and and you know, we we signed off, 
like there was a collective wow and ooh. <laughs> I mean, yes. It was, but, it was a fun five. It was, it was a blast of five hours. But of course, we cut cut that down and split it into two parts. But that backed us up a little bit. And in fact, you're hearing this now a week after we recorded it. And uh, so we had to trim our schedule a little bit. So we we were going to do uh, Lady Snowblood and with a, a subtopic of Kill Bill, Tarantino's, and and kind of how they relate. And so what we're instead going to do is something. Kind of, we're still going to watch Snowblood, and we've seen Kill Bill probably, you know, a couple times. I don't, maybe, mm. maybe a couple dozen for you, Mark. Um, but we're going to try, <laughs> we're going to try something new out where we're we're going to go at it, you know, without notes, without prep, just talk about the movie, and we're probably going to talk about other stuff too, just whatever floats our fancy. Uh, Mark and I, we talk about movies uh, pretty much every day. Um, sometimes every hour <laughs> so mm-hmm. yep. uh, we're gonna save some of that and uh and, and for the, for our airwaves uh, and hopefully people will appreciate it yeah we'll, we'll try to make it interesting so we do have we do have some cool stuff to say um so we and we just don't always share it with listeners so it'll be different different podcast it might be totally boring too we don't but you know what it's our <laughs> podcast <laughs> we can do what right. we want right <laughs> until right. We'll, people we'll, scream we'll, at we'll us we'll see where it goes right yeah there's there's a lot we can talk about, you know. So we'll 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 think about that a little bit, kind of kick it around like a soccer ball. There there have already already been some things I've thought about just floating to you, just in general conversation that I've held on to because yeah, <laughs> got to save something. So uh, yeah, it'll, yeah be, it'll fun. be fun. Yeah, yeah, might even get a little personal. Who knows? Huh? We'll see. We'll uh, see. Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that's uh, up- upcoming, so we'll look forward to that. And So let's take a, a quick break, and we're going to come back with some more uh, with Michelle. And we should, men- mention, uh, we should mention that the music is Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence. Uh, that's that weird techno-y stuff you're probably hearing right this second. Uh, so that's, uh, that was Michelle's pick. That's one of her favorite this scores. Was, this was my weird choice, yes. Oh, it's a great choice. Oh, thank you. everyone to Criterion Close-Up. I'm Mark Herney here with Aaron West and Ms. Michelle Rosenthal. Uh, we wanted to, we're going to be talking to Michelle a bit, but before we really dive into that, we wanted to talk about the new releases. Uh, there was a new episode of the newsstand released this week from Criterion Cast where they talked about that with uh, Scott and Arik and Ryan were on there talking about mm-hmm. the June releases. So we just thought we'd chime in a little bit and uh, get some of Michelle's thoughts too. Yeah. So look forward to that. Um, and I, I, coming up soon, there's a, a big one I know is uh, Aaron's is particularly excited about. But June 7th is La Miche uh, from Antonioni. This is uh, spine number 817. Um, so uh, what do you think, Aaron? Should we just list all the releases and kind of give some general uh, thoughts? I, I I think we can go one at a time. I, I have things to say. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't okay. seen Leamish. Well, it's Italian, so is it Leamish? Le yeah, I don't know. I, I'm yeah. saying it French-wise. You know. I know. If I, it's I, Italian, so. it's Amike. Oh, Amike, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all of our all of our Italian listeners are horrified right now. 
Uh, it's so bizarre. <laughs> It's an early Antonioni, and it precedes Il Grido, which uh, which actually we just mentioned last show because uh, it came up in Cinema Paradiso. And I'm a huge Antonioni fan, uh, so I, uh, and this is one I haven't seen, so I'm just excited to see it. Uh, are, are you a, a fan, Michelle? Um, yeah, a bit. I haven't seen that much, but yeah, I haven't seen this one. But what I've seen, I've enjoyed yeah, this this one um, was a, a big surprise. Uh, uh, folks weren't really expecting it. Usually, there's all these clues of what's coming from Criterion, but um, kind of under the radar. Other than the fact that uh, Masters of Cinema did release it uh, in the UK, it's been out for a few years. But yeah, yeah I know the cover was not too well received. Uh, it had uh, it's really just a probably a still from the film with five women, and uh, you know a, a purple scripted uh, script text of of the uh, the title. But yeah, I th- I think it's fine. It's simple and it probably fits the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it does the trick. It's not a, it's not show stopping, but I think it's very solid design. It's not flashy. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Yeah, although I I do like the uh, the font is is nice. Maybe that that mm-hmm. be considered a little more more flashy. But I, I think I remember uh, Scott has seen this Scott and I, and he reviewed the Masters of Cinema right. release, and, and he said that you know the the ladies in this film are not that happy as they appear in that picture. So, <laughs> well, it's an Antonioni film, so <laughs> right, uh, right, yeah. Well, um, yeah. and we think of uh, I knew her well. You know, that was a, a photograph, a stylized photograph, and that one was done very well. I think uh, with the the paper rip. I think it was uh, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain about the covers. I love the covers. Yeah, yeah. Can't say much about the film till we we see it either. But yeah, looking looking forward to this one. So how about June fourteenth? Uh, there's a little film, Aaron. I'm just gonna kick it to you because I know you're just chomping at the bit for this one. Uh, I'm I'm not, uh, but probably about. I've mentioned it on about 10 podcasts or so of ours, uh, <laughs> La Chienne. Uh, it's been my, and, and actually my reason for wa- wanting to see this, I'm, I'm a huge Renoir nut. Um, I, you know, I did a lot of studying of Renoir in, in, uh, in college and, you know, just on my own. And I've seen, uh, you know, just about everything of his 30s output uh, and actually pretty much everything of his American and then later French output. Uh, but this one has eluded me because there ju- it just hadn't been out uh, in a in a proper format. Uh, but mm-hmm. then I think it was two years ago. It, it the there was a new 4K scan that played Canon Classics, and of course I got all giddy uh, wanting to see the film. And I've I've had opportunities to see it since, but I wanted to see it in the right format. Um, so now, uh, you know, and, and actually I, I almost forgot to mention when I went to Criterion, I requested this one in person. So. Um, I'm totally taking credit for this one. Oh, of course. <laughs> no, no I'm, Thanks, it had nothing, nothing to do with me. Uh, but the the big surprise is there's another one, Empouge uh, Bebe. Is that right? Sounds right. I think you got the Bebe right, at least. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's his, the, his 1931 film. That's his first sound film. So that one is also, that's a bonus film on the disc. So there's two films. There's a 90-minute conversation between uh, Renoir and M- Michel Simon. Uh, I'm speaking of Michel, and it, it, it's moderated by Jacques Rivette. So uh, some big names there, uh, and uh, an essay by uh, Jeanette Vincendu, who is uh, one of my favorites. I actually have sourced her in college, so uh, I'm looking forward to reading that. So, I, are you guys interested, or anywhere near as interested as I am? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Michelle? Um, I mean, 
I'll watch it. I, I go into a lot of <laughs> Criterion films totally blind. So, uh, it's a good way yeah, to do I mean, it. I'm looking forward to seeing it, but that's a good way. Yeah. Are you a, a Renoir <laughs> fan or no expectations? I have not seen that much Renoir. I think I've seen like one film in college, maybe. Oh, uh, yeah. So definitely need to get up to snuff. Okay, well, I I would recommend starting with the two big ones, uh, Grand Illusion and Rules of the Game. A- actually, Grand Illusion I would start with first. Uh, that's... Uh, Grand Illusion would be the one I saw. <laughs> oh, there you go. Okay. Uh, well, so then Rules of the I'll Game. Set it. <laughs> yes, but, I'll set yeah. it. Criterion number one. Or, or Bodu, yeah. Bodu, Bodu Saved from Drowning is is probably not his best, but it's pretty accessible. So um, that was, yeah, they remade that in, into um, Down and Out in Beverly Hills. So okay, hmm. yeah, The River is uh, another good one. Yeah, that that's a great one. Yeah, very very colorful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just gorgeous. Also came yeah. out, uh, I, upgrade last year. Yeah. I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah, Voodoo Save from Drowning. I, it's funny, Aaron's mentioning all the ones I have seen, and uh, I do, that one's great, and uh, I like uh, Rules of the Game, of course, is is, is awesome. But I, And I, I love that this has an introduction from Renoir. He's very engaging, so this will mm-hmm. be, it's a really good addition to this. Yeah, it's probably from the same series that, that all the other ones are for. I, I, I kind of have a feeling that he was just sitting in a cafe recording intros to all his films. I mean, that's, that's probably it, because they all look the same. But they're all terrific. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and yeah. some range from like two minutes to twenty, I think. And this one, uh, and I, I wasn't sure, Aaron, if you'd seen this. It, it, you said you you hadn't. Uh, just curious about the cover uh, from Blitch, I believe it is. Uh, very evocative uh, cover, yeah. especially you know based on the still that's uh, listed on the Criterion site too. Yeah, it's very yeah. stylized. And Michelle, maybe you can. Uh, I mean, does it look like it's kind of like? Uh, watercolor or uh or a no sketch? it's it looks like pencil to me it might mm. be it, there might be yeah. charcoal in there but it looks like pencil yeah i think it's exceptional what do you think yeah it's really lovely and and i had to look up this artist um and apparently it's a very well-known french comic artist who i did not know uh right yeah is, Wikipedia page is a French Wikipedia page, so I, I get the impression <laughs> that it's, um, yeah, someone very uh, just established in France, and I, I do kind of love that Criterion will do that a lot. Um, they'll they'll go to mm-hmm. that country to find the artist, or uh, they'll really find the artist that has some sort of connection to the film, not just stylistically, but in some other way. Uh, yeah, so I think it's it's definitely a lovely image. And we probably shouldn't call him Blutch. He probably wouldn't like that. <laughs> Blush, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm something guessing like too. that. Something yeah. in that that department. Uh, Guillaume is going to crucify us, regardless. Uh, that's that's a listener who uh, critiques our our pronunci- our terrible pronunciation. Although Mark does pretty as well. he should. Yeah, as he should. Well, I, obviously, I can't get Italian right, but I'm, I'm getting French down. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> So uh, June 14th, we're getting Here Comes Mr. Jordan uh, from Alexander Hall. It's a uh, spine number 819. And uh, this one stood out to us, of course. Uh, very excited to see a new cover from Caitlin Kuwald, who we had a, a really nice conversation with on episode 24. So it was nice to, to see her emerging again with a, with a cover. I think her first probably since The Organizer, if I'm 
Yeah, well, or Zadowichi, cool. I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because she she yep. worked on that. Yeah, and um, yep. although uh, you know, with the organizer, you might remember that she mentioned that she wanted to draw their faces or you know uh, Mastrioni's face, um, you know, but she ended up draw, drawing the back of his head. And right. it's funny that 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 happened again here that she draw uh, drew uh, two back two uh, heads from well one's turned to the side I, I guess kind I guess of, they're yeah. both turned to the side but you know <laughs> in profile sort of uh, but I, she always does tremendous work so I I and I, I just love the colors too uh, looking forward to seeing it and uh, I don't know I have to reach out to Caitlin and see what she thought of it yeah yeah very very curious I think isn't that uh, Heaven Can Wait is one that she uh, did the cover for too? Yeah, the, uh, the DVD, the, the earlier one, right? And uh, yeah. and I I seem to remember she wasn't thrilled with her early work, so um, she probably, right. I'm guessing she relished the opportunity to kind of correct it. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's not exactly the same title, um, it's close, and I, I see why they thought of her too. Yeah, yeah, she does a great great job with uh, people and faces. It's it's really cool. And Michelle, are I know you're a, an illustrator. Are you a, a Caitlin fan? Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I loved hearing the, the interview with her, um, not just for the insight into how Criterion works with illustrations, which was really great, but, uh, also I just love hearing people talk about illustration. It was really Mm -hmm. nice to hear, hear her talk about, uh, her process and, um, yeah, how she works with the art directors there. And, uh, yeah, it was really great to hear that. And her work is, is, uh, just always fantastic Mm -hmm. uh she definitely i mean obviously definitely has a way with faces and Mm -hmm. uh, i just really like her painting style as well it's uh realistic but a little flat so nice it's nice Mm -hmm. in between there yeah that's that's a good way of putting it yeah Mm -hmm. and what's funny is uh she had prepared so much for the uh for our discussion and and mark and i had no idea well we also had some audio problems. <laughs> I, I was deaf for the episode, which uh, I, I can tell when I listen back. <laughs> but uh, hopefully, uh, I, I think a couple other people have mentioned that I sound a little off. But, uh, but yeah, but anyway, we're, we're, at some point, we'll, we want to get her back and, and get more into the process, her process, and um, uh, talk some shop. So, And, of course, we'll talk some shop with you, too, Michelle. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to but that. She had also uh, listed, I mean, she, she redid her top ten uh Criterion, and she'd also listed a, n- a number of other covers she liked, and a, n- a number of other uh, artists she liked, and she posted a picture to her Instagram mm-hmm. with all her notes for the the interview, and I think we got to like a third of them because <laughs> we didn't yes. know she, she had done that much. <laughs> so that was cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, Caitlin was awesome. So, uh, how about we move into the uh, June twenty first? We're getting. Uh, I guess technically this is the third animated film in the collection, so some more art. Uh, Fantastic Planet, Planet from uh, Rene Laloux, number spine number eight twenty. So very cool to to see this. Um, this was uh, this one actually won uh, an award at Cannes in nineteen seventy three. Uh, considered a countercultural classic, uh, compelling statement against conformity and violence. Uh, I was reading that from the Criterion site. Just interesting to see. You know, really, their take on the film. Uh, I have seen this one. This one is uh, available from the Masters of Cinema, also kind of a Masters of Cinema month this month. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been out there for a while, and uh, probably going to hang on to the, my copy of that because I, I do believe it includes some additional short films. But this one has a 4K transfer. One of the short films, um, Les Les Escargot. 
um, and documentary. Terrible, Mark. One. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. I got to work on that. <laughs> this is our worst French episode yet. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think those. you got it right. I think you actually got it more I, I, or less right. I was teasing there. So there'll be more, more French to come too. <laughs> And this one's a, a cover from uh, Eric Skillman. So, yeah, this one. Uh, I, have either of you seen this, Fantastic Planet? This one I have seen. Uh, I haven't. So cool. All right. I, I hear that yeah. uh, this is the one, if you're going to take drugs and watch a Criterion, yeah. I, hear, I hear this is that one. Yeah, I think I, so. I would agree, mostly because there's very little plot to have to follow. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> all in the visuals. Not that yeah. I'm condoning any illicit activity, but you know, we'll, we'll see how I watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, we we were planning on doing a 2001 episode on drugs or something like that, but anyway, yeah, we'll see. Maybe we'll do a fantastic <laughs> one on drugs. Um, I, I did see there were there was some uh, some people complained about this artwork, but uh, apparently it fits within the 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 aesthetic of the film, which I guess you two could speak more totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think the art is spot on. I mean, I don't know. What what can you add to it than the art that's already in the film? Yeah, it's great. It's very similar to the Masters of Cinema one, if I remember. I think that one is a little bit farther away and kind of a profile shot um, of the, um, the the alien there. So the drag. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's great. It's a it, it looks like it's plucked from the film. I think it looks great. And uh, Eric Skillman is the art director at Criterion 2, so I, I'm, I'm sure he's extremely talented, but I, I, is this a, a still from the film, this little alien? I, th- I think this is a still from the film. Um, I'm sure he, he touched it up, but it looks like this might be taken right from the film. Yeah, I th- it looks like he did touch it up a little bit, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, mm-hmm. certainly could be. Let us know, Eric. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I'm also thinking... Uh, now that I'm seeing this, this is the music I should have requested because this is another one of my favorite soundtracks. I think the music is oh, my yeah. favorite part of this film. Yeah, well, it's what do you know? jazzy the, and weird. Yeah, this music sh- might show up on this episode. All right, <laughs> it might be playing right <laughs> I'm gonna now. Put we'll... in those two s- <laughs> I'm going to put in those two cents right now before I forget. Yeah, the listeners cool. are, are going to know if I found this music. It's playing. So if not, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to find. <laughs> Nice. So, uh, th- and we're getting on June twenty eighth. We're actually getting a couple of titles, and I should mention this is a big month. Six releases, yeah. all new uh, releases. But uh, June twenty eighth, we're getting Doctor Strange Love from Mister Stanley Kubrick, spine number eight twenty one. Um, so very cool. Four uh, hmm. K digital transfer, um, uh, alternate five point one soundtrack, a number of supplements, um, some of which are on the now out of print Blu ray um, from. Uh, Warner Brothers that I am showing on the the screen here. Nice. <laughs> so, or I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say Warner Brothers. I get that mixed up with the other Warner Brothers titles. This is a Sony title, so right, yeah, probably one of the reasons that Criterion uh, got rights to it. So, and and maybe it will be a, a Criterion UK title too because of Sony. Yeah, it wouldn't mm. be a s- surprised. And this so, one's also one. from Eric Skillman, the cover, uh, and I think he he designed the uh, actually the typo typography is really interesting the way it's a bomb from a plane yeah yeah and it's it's a direct reference to um uh the titles in the film the uh the credit titles uh or in that same style 
That's right. right. I was trying to I was trying to place it. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've only well, seen this... it ten times and I, I, didn't, I, I didn't remember that either. Well, that I've I may have seen it about ninety more times than you. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's a fantastic film. Well that that helps you uh, catch up to the eight hundred uh, <laughs> if couple. only that counted, yeah. If oh, only I could counts. see the same movie fifty times and <laughs> Oh right, yeah. And that counts yeah. as fifty different movies. Yeah, no kind of a big release uh, i think it'll well what's funny is i already own this twice and <laughs> i'm i'm so sick i'm gonna buy it again too and, yeah. and actually i i think the release the the sony out of print release has more supplements than this does doesn't it it's pretty close i mean it's hard to say because they don't really go into as much detail on the blu-ray um i i would say they're it's pretty close and there are a few differences and of course on this this one they do have the new interviews with the scholars and archivists and a few others too so cool. i think it'll be a nice nice companion piece i'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up too it's yeah. nice to see more kubrick in the collection for sure oh for sure and i should mention i i said i uh have it tw- I, I own two copies my dad had the laser disc the criterion and i i watched nice. that as well so yeah lot, oh, lots of uh strange love connections here um, yes so that is um kubrick and we'll just mention the last one that unfortunately we don't have the art art to uh, take a look at yet but june 28th we're getting clouds of sils maria the uh olivier assayas film spine number 822 um so yeah another 2k digital master uh surround sound looking forward to this one starring juliette binoche Kristen stewart um and um chloe grace moretz uh, quite the cast quite the film uh did mm-hmm. you i either of you seen this one yet i did get to check this out and liked it quite a bit i think it was number six on my films of 2015 i did not i i want to well here you go you can uh <laughs> i yeah. i i did uh I, I loved it as well um it's it's yeah. not for everybody actually i went with my wife and she didn't like it uh, that much if maybe at all i forget um mm. so it's it Maybe not for everybody. Uh, Kristen Stewart, I think, is amazing, and she won a lot of awards for it. Uh, it's a little yeah, meta. She's great in it. Uh, about the, the film industry, I, I I like how that was handled. Uh, now, as far as the cover art, now there, of course, the releases were de- delayed a day, and this I'm guessing is why. But there was a, a press package which had a, like a blue font, which could turn into the cover, you know, something like the cover art, or maybe not, but uh, might be a placeholder. But I I think they're gonna probably go all out for this cover it'll probably yeah. sell pretty well yeah he's definitely uh i say us is a kind of a favorite in the the collection so yeah it, nice it, to see his latest there it does say new cover by nasim higson so i don't know that artist but i don't I'm, either and i'm assuming it's a male and he or maybe she is probably still working on it <laughs> yeah it, it is a he I, I did see him on twitter but yeah didn't recognize any other uh, of his work so Oh, I'm sure it's good. Yeah. So that's the uh, the June releases. We'll be looking forward to those in uh, three months. So, yeah, let's dive into it some more. Uh, we'd like to pick your brain a little bit more, Michelle, um, about uh, you know some, some history, some of your history, some of your preferences, some of your favorites. So, yeah, let's, uh, we're going to turn it over to you. And, I, you know, really probably the best way to start it is we got your Criterion Connection, 
and you are an artist and a lovely one at that. Yes, um, I, oh, I have thank to you. have to praise your an- Antichrist uh, picture, especially. Anna yes, and I were <laughs> that's over that possibly earlier, so. the most popular thing I've ever drawn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're, just they're, they're so happy. I just love the <laughs> the three beggars. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's the way I, I remember them. <laughs> yeah, 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 nice little furry I don't know. creatures. I, yeah. I, I wanted to do something uh, that would like, I, I wanted to do something that would make Lars von Trier angry. And <laughs> yeah, I, I read your it review. seemed fair. It just seemed fair. <laughs> I, I didn't read your review. Are you a fan? Oh my God. I, I hate Lars von Trier. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually that that's, that's a good follow up. It's, it's, it's a strong hatred. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we had an episode on antichrist and, uh, and we had a big discussion questioning whether, uh, he was a misogynist or not. And we actually got some, some female feedback that said he wasn't. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, do you think he is? Uh, I definitely fall on the misogynist side of the road. Yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know if he hates women. I think he might just be terrified of women, but I think mm. it shakes out to about the same thing. <laughs> he's, ter- fair, yeah. he's terrified of the press. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> but he hasn't done any movies about the press yet. Uh, maybe that's his next one. Uh, I don't know. He just he just loves uh, making women suffer, and he just loves making his viewers suffer. And I don't know if there's uh, any reason for that other than him being a sadist. Hmm. Um, but that's one woman's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I I share that uh, in in a, a number of ways. Uh, however, I was taken by Antichrist. Uh, I, I was actually surprised by how much I, I took to that. But really, his later work, I, I pretty much have ha- hated all of it, or not hated, but mm-hmm. strongly disliked. Nymphomaniac, I'm not a fan. But, but anyway, I'm repeating what I said on the, the, the gross <laughs> episode. So. Uh, yeah, let's what let's jump into uh, you know we of course got off on our Lars von Trier, but just curious about your history uh, with our uh, Michelle. I, th- I think you got a pretty early start. Just curious, you know, how you uh, you came to it. Uh oh gosh, well um, I don't know. I don't know if I ever really started with art. Just been drawing since I was a kid, and uh, yeah, yeah, just kept coming back to it. Um, I, I like saying that uh, I said in second grade that I wanted to be an illustrator, so I was very focused since then. But uh, of course, it's you know taken a few turns here and there, and then, then I ended up back at illustration at the end. Uh, so I, I went to school for illustration. I started in graphic design and switched over to illustration. Hmm. And uh, yeah, where where'd you go oh, to school? I just loved. Uh, I went to school at Syracuse. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, they have a great broadcasting program that uh, a lot of our listeners wish we had gone to. Well, no, Mark, Mark's okay. <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, they have a great communication sure. school. They have a really good art school too. It's uh, you know, it's a very traditional program, which is nice. And um, yeah, they definitely treat it like an art school, like not just being in a university. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I had a lovely time there. Hmm. Um, nice. So. so do, do you pretty much sketch your your art your art beforehand, or do you do it all in like say Illustrator or? Uh, yeah, so everything ends up in Illustrator. Uh, I'm a little bit obsessed with with Illustrator and uh, vector arts, but yeah, I do sketch everything by hand ahead of time. Mm-hmm. I used to draw everything directly into the computer, and it was mm. really just me being lazy, and I think. Uh, <laughs> 
the art suffered as a result. So I, I definitely think it turns out better when I draw it by hand to start. Um, and then the computer is just the last step. So when you draw it by hand, do you scan it in and then kind of trace it in Illustrator? Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I pretty much just scan it and trace it. And then, you know, once it's in Illustrator, uh, you can move things around, resize things, change the color. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes easy to tweak. Yeah. Um, so uh, the sketches don't have to be perfect either. We didn't really get to broach this with Caitlin because I had, because uh, of my audio tr uh, troubles, but um, I, I actually used to have a design firm. And, uh, and so I used Illustrator, although very, very poorly. <laughs> um, I was more <laughs> of a Photoshop guy. Uh, and, uh, and, and one of the guys in, in the firm was uh, a really strong illustrator, although not as strong as yourself or Caitlin or anybody that's designing these covers. But, uh, but I, it, it's a challenge. Uh, and it, it's very yeah, time consuming. So you'll, you'll be uh, one of the few people listening to this who will be impressed when I say I do it all with the pen tool. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Start to finish. I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's going to mean something to about three people. <laughs> I think you'd be surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I'm a little old, older school, too. I actually also used, well, before Macromedia was bought by uh, Adobe, I used mm -hmm. the Macromedia uh, vector t program, but I, I forget what it's called. I've actually been to Macromedia, which, of course, doesn't oh, wow. exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm go this is going back a ways. So, um, yeah, they had a... They have a building in San Francisco, and this is sorry, this is an aside, but they had a, a slide that went from like the fifth down to the second floor, which is what? very, <laughs> I know that's I want that. <laughs> I wanted to work well, they don't, they're, it's not there anymore, it's Adobe, so and I think mm -hmm. Adobe's in Silicon Valley, so um, yeah, but yeah, do, I don't do know you if Adobe what other tools slide. or do you use any other tools in your arsenal or it's pretty much drawing an illustrator, um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I mean, I I know Photoshop. Um, I know some other programs, mm -hmm. but uh, for for most of the straight up vector illustrations, it's drawing by hand and rendering in Illustrator, and that's pretty much it. Cool. Well, I um <laughs> I admire your tenacity. I I, I love Illustrator, <laughs> but I I just remember the time, uh, and I'm sure it, it takes you a little bit, right? Uh, yeah. You know, it. I'm. I like to think I'm faster in Illustrator than most, but yeah, it takes, I mean, it's comparable to doing a painting. A painting takes time mm -hmm. as well. So uh, yeah, it all takes time. <laughs> That's a good point. Now, do you, and I, I don't want to get too personal, but is uh, graphic design and illustration your, your profession or do you have a day job? Uh, and um, Yeah, no, this is, it's my day job. Uh, I do freelance work, so um yeah, illustration work where I can get it, but uh, it mostly shakes out to graphic design work. Um, okay. I also teach sometimes, so I actually teach Illustrator Photoshop classes, and yeah, I'm just kind of all over the place. Thus is the freelancer's life. Yeah, well, it's kind of funny that your your story is actually very, very similar to Caitlin's, uh, which you may have picked up on when you, when yeah. you listened. Um, but she also teaches and also, free, of course, she freelances for a living. Um, I, I did look at your, your clients. Um, any major clients you work with that are you're, you're proud of or, or major um, uh, um, pieces that you've done? Yeah, let me think. Recently... I've done a bunch of pieces for the website Funny or Die, 
which uh, is yeah. pretty proud of those. <laughs> hmm. um, if you've ever been to that humor website. Uh, yes. Yeah, they they always ask me to do really weird things, which I enjoy. Cool. <laughs> Uh, um, Googling now. that, yeah. <laughs> oh, funny or die. It's it's like uh, viral videos. You get to vote uh, if it's funny or not. Or if it's funny die. or not, yeah. Um, um, but they have uh, like between two ferns, uh, Zach Galifianakis, and little viral videos, occasional. I think that was yeah. up there. So, right. uh, and let's see. I'm trying. Uh, Will Ferrell owns it, I think, doesn't he? Will Ferrell does own it. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> Yeah, so they, they've asked me to do a bunch of very strange things. Uh, I had um, a comic come out in an anthology that was put out by Microsoft recently. So that was oh, cool. That was another exciting one. Um, I just did the art for it. I didn't actually write it. Uh, another comic artist actually wrote it and... Yeah, Microsoft put out a free sci-fi anthology, which you can download for free. Wow. Okay. So well, you, you'll, you'll have to send, do that. <laughs> send us that link, and we'll we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, yeah, I will do. Uh, just uh, go back to funny or die. I, I should mention that Will Ferrell has asked a lot of people to do very strange things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you you probably have not met Mr. Ferrell, have you? Uh, no, no, not personally. I haven't actually been in his offices yet. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we're we're basically best friends. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> best buds. I see something yeah. on here listed as a House of Tampons, so I can just imagine what that is. So interesting. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to tell you the thing that I'm one of the projects I did, but um, I don't know. Did you say we are uncensored now? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Sure. <laughs> Uh, okay, so th- this is probably thing I did for them that got the most uh, attention was when there was all the uh, headlines around the Confederate flag uh, being flown over certain states. Yeah. Um, they had me draw a new Confederate flag, which featured Robert E. Lee fucking his horse. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, wow. So that that is something that I I once got paid money to draw. Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, interesting. Wow. Okay. Um, well, rather than getting paid mo- money to, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, better than some things. Yeah. It, what's interesting is I, I live in uh, in Redneck Central in Ground Zero for the Confederate flag, and sure. uh, and we just down the street we had. Uh, the big a big deal last year with the Confederate flag coming down. Uh, I I wasn't there, but my wife was, and uh, that was pretty cool actually. So um, there uh, there was no Robert E. Lee or no sexual activity going on <laughs> that not, I'm aware of. <laughs> it's no, funny they, we just covered actually... we we just covered that in the Beast too, the Barovchik film uh, and the uh, the Grosset episode. So it's interesting how hor- horses keep coming back on. The, <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, well, they, they, you're welcome. They, uh, they did actually print it out and I think they gave it away to someone who donated money or something. So they, they used it as a fundraiser, but it's a real flag that someone owns. I, I might have to print That's out cool. a few copies and put them downtown over by the. Uh, <laughs> you I, might. I would get in a lot great of trouble idea. that. Um, that would Just go see, see what the reaction is, you know. Yeah, the reaction was not so hot from a lot of people. So, you know. Uh, I'm sure. Don't get me started on, uh, <laughs> on uh, that 
racism in this country. But hmm. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we uh, let's transition a little bit into uh, just curious about your drawing for Criterion, uh, Michelle. So, you know, we heard about your Criterion connection and maybe it really just stems from that. But, you know, really what uh, what prompted you to really, really delve into the Criterion collection? You're going to watch everything and you draw um, about the film and you also you know write about the film. So how did that all come about? Uh, so this is, yeah, this is sort of a continuation of my Criterion connection. Um, <laughs> how it really came about is, uh, I just have a bit of an obsessive personality. You're in good company. Yeah, I mean, I assumed as much. Uh, but yeah, basically, I- I've never met a checklist that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that Criterion numbers their films, that oh gosh, yeah. that just spells disaster for mm-hmm. me. So <laughs> I don't remember when I made the decision to watch every film, but that was just something that I was going around telling people for years. Like people would recommend a film or say hey do you want to watch this and I'd say oh well it's Criterion um I have to watch it it's (laughs) something I have to watch before I die so I might as well watch it now uh so I just had in my head that I had to watch every single film and then that it would take my entire life uh and then the blog started because uh basically because I got laid off um which is you know the start of so many beautiful things and it happened that's to me. That, and, and actually, and, I mentioned the design firm. Hey, that's how I started mine. So exactly. Thank you, so that, thank you, corporate America. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you to the company that laid me off. Um, that's when I started freelancing, and uh, yeah, and that's when I started the blog because you know no better time to start a personal project. Um, and it it really started just because. I wanted to draw a picture for In the Mood for Love. Um, that was the first one that I posted. And that was the dresses, right? Yeah, I was just Another so in love. <laughs> I was just so in love with the outfits in that film and just the entire art direction. And, uh, you know, every now and then I would draw uh, an illustration for a movie that I liked. Uh, and then it was actually a friend of mine who recommended that I turn it into a project a friend who already knew that I had uh this obsessive criterion goal <laughs> uh yeah and it just went on from there and it's been going for a little over six years now wow yeah, I know that's a long time Which, you know, <laughs> that's great yeah it's what? too long <laughs> it's probably a great way to kind of uh you know hone your chops too you know as uh I guess what was it Gladwell's 10,000 hours thing you know that's oh exactly probably yeah. half of that is criterion uh, uh inspired uh pieces so uh, has has it helped you do you think yeah well I, I think it has it, it is really great for that and um yeah I, I definitely use it uh as if I have nothing on my plate and hmm. I just want to do an illustration for myself you know I don't have to reach too far to figure out what I should do an illustration of uh yeah I just kind of always have this project um and it's it's just a great source of inspiration to you know have so many different genres and styles of films and try to interpret them uh, and then, you know, it's also a chance to maybe try out a style that I don't usually work in a bit, uh, maybe branch uh-huh. out a little bit. Yeah, uh, sure. But mostly yeah. I look through oh, and 
Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say mostly I, I look through and uh, I don't know if it's obvious to anyone else, but I can see how my style has changed over the years. Uh, so it's definitely, it. yeah, for me, it's definitely like a personal diary of how my illustrations changed. That's cool. Yeah, six it, years, too. I mean, kudos to you for keeping the project yeah, that long. I mean, so yeah, many people, thanks. they start something and, you know, it maybe goes a year, a couple years. But, yeah, it's great that you're you know so dedicated to it. I mean, I, I have to see everything through to the end. It's it's a disease. <laughs> that obsessive it's gonna, yeah. personality. It's going to be a long-term yeah. one. Oh, but, yes. But you're, I guess yeah. what's what's cool is you're on our side of the fence for, for at least a while. I, I really sure. like your head uh, drawing that you did, uh, I think, a, a month or two ago. Um where you Thanks, merged yeah. the four, uh, and it kind of captured the psychedelic look of the film, uh, and also, you know, it's the monkeys. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's an interesting... Yeah. So, do you just take it up when you get inspired by the film? I, I know you don't, you can't do all of them. Um, pretty much, yeah. I, I don't have the time to draw all of them. Um, usually, if I've seen a film recently and I particularly enjoyed it, usually I want to draw it. Uh, so yeah, I saw Head and I just really loved it and I wanted to draw it. And Head actually led into an entire monkey's obsession that lasted <laughs> uh, <laughs> that lasted a month. Uh, so I actually like burned through the entire TV show and just like oh, wow. went all out with the monkeys. Um, but yeah, I, I usually draw just whatever I've seen recently. There, there's a, a bunch that I've drawn recently that I keep thinking oh, I should draw that one and haven't gotten around to it yet so we'll see okay so uh mickey dolan's or davy jones <laughs> or peter tork uh i'm or mike nesmith gonna go, <laughs> I, i'm gonna go with the last one you said i'm gonna go with mike nesmith hell yeah yeah um uh, nesmith is yeah. definitely the most creative and actually there's another connection with our show with uh, alex cox who uh financed yes oh my god i heard that story and that was hilarious uh mm -hmm. yeah that was a great story <laughs> Yeah, Nesbeth seems like uh, quite a guy, quite a creative guy. And I yeah, really. He was probably, I think, the creative brains uh, behind that, and, of course, Ravelson as well. So, yeah, I, I just saw Head probably about four or five months ago and for the first time, uh, and, yeah, it's something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a nonsense film, but, uh, but I don't know, it's fun. I, I feel yeah. like it's... It's just fun enough to not seem like a dated 60s art film. You know, it's still mm -hmm. it's still got those like just super goofy monkeys elements that I feel like save it from being too pretentious. I don't know. That's a that's a good observation. Yeah. And when we were talking about Benwell too. Uh, it it kind of, you know, Benwell meets Rafelson kind of it's a little bit in between. It's uh, it's still still a comedy, but yeah almost as weird maybe maybe just as weird i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah I, I i definitely like uh i definitely like the the weird films that don't take themselves too too seriously i i always like a little bit of tongue-in-cheek Cool. Uh, that's yeah. maybe and why I don't like Lars von Trier. I don't know. <laughs> he's he's a so little much, intense. Uh, cheek there. <laughs> because yeah. for someone who takes himself seriously, yeah. <laughs> a lot of tongue, no yeah. cheek. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, so I mean, speaking of uh, releases, Michelle, any other favorite Criterion releases uh, that you have? Whether it's the movie, the package, the artwork, uh, anything else that really bubbles up to the top for you? Um. Uh, that's that's. 
<laughs> so broad. Uh, <laughs> it's a big question. Yeah. Yeah, really. Um, I don't know if I have favorite covers because I I feel like they're all just across the board too perfect. Um, I just it's think amazing. every. Yeah. They're good. Yeah, yeah, I think almost every single cover just does what it's supposed to do. Uh, maybe there have been a handful that I haven't been crazy about, but I don't know if I have favorite covers. Um, for favorite Criterion films, uh, I usually think of it in two categories. I usually think of films that were already favorite films that Criterion happened to release. Sure. Uh, and like then a there hard are the days films night, yeah. that. Yeah, like A Hard Day's Night or like Doctor Strangelove, like, mm-hmm. uh, or Royal Tenenbaums is, is another favorite. I liked your drawing of that, too. Um, oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, That's that great. was that was a little that one was a little daunting because um, his films already have like his brother does all the illustrations for them mm-hmm. and they already have this great iconic illustration style. And I'm like, oh, what am I going to add to that? So. <laughs> That was a good challenge. I I like that you you put a lot into it, but it wasn't, you know, busy. You know, it it was actually just right, uh, but it really did capture the the, the feel. So maybe maybe Wes will call you. Um, (laughs) Maybe maybe not since his brother. No, I missed the the deadline. I think there was a book of Royal Tenenbaum's fan art or like Wes Anderson fan art that came out like just before I did that or something. So I've already missed the boat. Uh, (laughs) Those uh, Matt Stoller-Zeitz uh, books are really good, though. Um, or, am mm-hmm. I, did I get the name right? Yeah. He, he, I, he does all the uh, Wes Anderson books anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Maybe volume two you can make it for, Michelle. There you I'm go. Sure there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, but then I, I definitely have the, the favorite films that are favorites because of Criterion, the films that I would not have watched otherwise. Yeah, the discoveries, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. the discoveries. So for those, I usually think about um, uh, Eyes Without a Face is an absolute favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so gorgeous and weird and disturbing. Another great illustration of yours. I saw that one. It's another mm-hmm. favorite. Just, yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one turned out well. But I, again, I feel like it's just because I just had a great movie to work off of like i feel Mm -hmm. like they just fed me the visuals for that one um and i i loved uh let me think oh i i loved close-up uh the the film that you were named after (laughs) which i haven't seen (laughs) one day i i can't recommend it enough uh yeah yeah i i was like head over heels in love with that when i saw it um yeah, I think I'm obligated. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually <laughs> a huge Curiosity fan. Uh, that's just another. I just haven't gotten around to that one, but I've seen. Uh, I think the majority of his bigger releases, uh, and I guess we're going to get the Coker trilogy hopefully someday. I've seen, I think one or two out of those three. But anyway. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and if you like films that take a meta look on film that mm-hmm. that is the one so, so meta yeah yeah, yeah have you, have very you done very much so certified copy yet or i watched certified copy but i didn't draw it uh i actually had a vague idea of what i was going to draw and then it didn't happen <laughs> oh, you have so much uh, yeah, time events got in the way yeah so maybe i'll maybe i'll come back to it uh who knows no pressure <laughs> Uh, 
And then I'll I'll throw in one last favorite. Yeah, yeah. because um, it's related to any release. Uh, uh, Summer Hours was one of my favorites as well. Good one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, which I actually just, just rewatched. And uh, yeah, that I had a lot of feelings about that movie. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, a movie about the pr- process of dying. So um, yeah, yeah. Of, I mean, it is that, film. but yeah. I mean, it's also, it's also a film about, about objects and specifically art objects. And oh, uh, sure. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So someone who um, cares about art objects. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I've just like, yeah, I've never yeah. seen a movie that's about uh, the importance of things before. Like the movie's about the furniture and the art collection. Uh, obviously a stand-ins for a lot of different things. But mm. yeah, I just I just really love it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah. Actually, the, the cover is very nice too. I, I think, I, I don't have it in front of me. I think that was a still from the film, if I remember. Uh, yeah, it's it's a photograph. It's just like very dreamy, if I recall. Oh, actually, no, I, I pulled it up. No, it's 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 not a still from a film. It, it might be derived from a still. Of, uh, it's flowers, but it it is very uh, ple- pleasant. Yeah, and and actually, even though yeah. I, I know it's a, it's about you know the process, it's kind of a in a way uplifting. You know, I I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's, um, it's maybe a little melancholy, but I don't think it's depressing. No. no. I think it's, I, yeah, it, it's just a really sweet film. It made me think about, um, you're, you're talking about the artwork, Michelle, I just thought of it, you know, how mm-hmm. with these Criterion movies that, uh, you know, we collect, it's another kind of art collection, right? So what's going to happen Absolutely. to it? Absolutely, right. Yeah. You know, when we pass, right? Are, are oh, our kids going to pass it on or what? <laughs> I feel yeah, for whoever. And... <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, because it's you know a lot of the film is about uh, you know these are like if you're talking about a, a Criterion collection, um, you know they're important films in their own right, and right. Uh, you know they have like a market value and they have a cultural value but uh also yeah like there are the films in your collection that are going to mean a lot just to you for a really specific personal reason and sentimental value um, right yeah Yeah. and that's and that's not something you can pass on and yeah i don't know yeah that's why i have not sold my third man or anything like that well i just got my third man last year but Uh still uh, cost too much to sell it (laughs) Well, um, Michelle, do you yeah, have any, exactly. any any of your own drawings, uh, Criterion or otherwise, that are your favorites that really you know you're really proud of? Um, actually, I I think I'm gonna give the same answer that Caitlin gave when she was on here. Oh, cool. Uh, if if I recall, which is that um, the most recent things that I've done are my favorite <laughs> because oh, that's right. Oh, okay. <laughs> once it gets too old, I don't want to look at it anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so whatever I've done in the past few months, um, those are my favorites. You can assume. <laughs> okay, so uh, head there you go, and uh, and for yep. Caitlin, it would be uh, here comes Mr. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. The, some of the older ones, like uh, I don't know, Eyes Without a Face, I'm I'm still pretty happy with, uh, and I 
be some of Antichrist I'm still very happy with. That's right, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't change a thing. <laughs> I, I like that you bring your own interpretation to the film too. It's not just, you know, yes. I'm, I, I, of course, Criterion Art, and, you know, there are a lot of hobbyists that do fake covers and stuff, and, and some of them are, mm-hmm. are, are exceptional, but some of them are mm-hmm. just really just trying to mimic what the what the real, the, the not the real artists, but the, the cover artists are doing. Whereas you're sure. putting your own spin on it too, I, I think that's a very creative. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, yeah, I I try to not just uh, illustrate what the film looks like. I try to say something with the illustration. Sometimes uh, <laughs> it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, sometimes the the whole high concept idea I have in my head does not actually translate. Uh, when I actually go to draw it, but uh, yeah, there's usually there's usually some sort of decision making process in there. Well, three fluffy animals that that worked out very well <laughs> yeah, for Antichrist. Uh, yeah, and, uh, uh, if you haven't seen I, Antichrist, I might... you won't get that. But, uh, <laughs> it's awesome. Yes, I might quote myself because I think the last sentence in the Antichrist review says, uh, "Yeah." Um, I wasn't going to do an illustration for this, but hey, let's draw some cute animals. So I, I'm pretty sure that was my thought process for Antichrist. Yes. Yeah, that's that's perfect. Dis- Disney's interpretation of uh, Antichrist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, Coming out next year. Since I, I know, you, of course, you love Strange Love, and, and that, that came, um, your wish came true there. Are there any other films that you love that you'd love to see Criterion release? Yeah, I don't know. I I don't usually have much of a wish list because... Uh, as I said, like most of Criterion, I, I come to blind, so I'm, I don't really have the full encyclopedia knowledge of film going into it of uh, things that I want to see. And then there's the things like Dr. Strangelove where I didn't think they were going to release that. I, I assumed mm-hmm. uh, that was going to be way too big and popular a title for them to get their hands on. I, I thought the same um, thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I was like really happy when they released Hard Day's Night, and um, and again, also surprised that they got Hard Day's Night. Mm-hmm. They they uh, are getting. Yeah, bigger, I'll take more Beatles titles. movies. Yeah, let's see more Beatles. <laughs> yeah, how about Help? Uh, you know, yeah, since how they about did Head, help? and uh, you know, um, and now Fantastic Planet. You know, Head has a more of a. Uh, I guess chemically induced. Actually, I think they were all blitzed when they when they filmed them. Well, I think they were all blitzed all the time. But <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, it goes without saying. Um, oh especially- gosh, I would love. Well, I definitely love more animated films. I would love. Mm-hmm. You know what I would really love is. Uh, I want to see them put out one more music video collection. Yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, like the Beastie uh, Boys. They, sure, they the Beastie Boys. Like yeah. the Beastie Boys. Or yeah, could, that would could be do great. Like, uh, Michelle Gondry or Spike Jones or you know or sure uh, yeah um, maybe or Venture I'd I'm, I'm sure those Bjork music videos you know I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my wife hates Bjork uh, that might be oh, okay, the end of well. my completionist no, I'm, I'm kidding she she would tell me she, she <laughs> would just be uh, you could school. watch it on mute <laughs> Lars von Trier connection maybe we'll get Dancer in the Dark you never know there you go, oh actually. yeah there you go. Uh, that, that um, that's uh, out of print, I think. So that'd be cool. Speaking of suffering females, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that. Yeah, would be really. On Michelle's wish list. <laughs> I've seen it. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, uh, 
was it last year or the year before, Michelle? Uh, what you did was, uh, I think it was through Society Six or Society Nine. Uh, yeah, the... it was on. It's Society Six. Yeah. Uh, you did a sale of all your prints, and um, and I, I know it was a one-time thing, and it was I think for maybe yeah. a week, week or two, or mo- maybe a month. I, um, and I, 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 I purchased something month. from there, and actually, I, in hindsight, I wish I had purchased more. Um, but uh, are, are you ever going to do that again, or was that? Yeah, you... I'm going to do that in another four years. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Perfect. Yeah, no, I'll so set for my, the five-year... Uh, reminder on my iPhone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for the five-year anniversary, I, I made everything I've ever done on the blog available as a print. And so I, I kind of have uh, complicated thoughts around making money off of fan art Hmm. um i'm like very very supportive of fan art obviously i'm doing a lot of it uh, but i always feel a little weird about uh actually selling it which i don't know i've i've had a lot of people tell me i'm crazy uh, (laughs) that (laughs) that i don't need to stress (laughs) that i don't need to stress so much about it but uh yeah i don't know so so i don't want to make it a regular thing that i'm always selling things uh, on the blog as part of it. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure the sale will come back again, uh, maybe in another four years when I hit my 10-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. Maybe it'll happen before then. Who knows? <laughs> I'd love to Can buy I... a, a copy of House, your your house uh, print at some <laughs> point. So <laughs> stick that on my oh, wall. Oh, yeah, thanks. Actually, I think my I think a friend of mine bought that one for me. <laughs> <laughs> and and nice. can I ask, was, did you do pretty well? I mean, did you get a lot of uh, response from that? Uh, I got a handful. I don't know. I don't okay. think I have the uh, um, quite the reach, or maybe slightly less reach than I do now. So I got. Well, we're gonna, I we're got a bunch that. of people. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want, you could just give them all for free. I, I'd be cool with that. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Is the, the well, process pretty, to... pretty difficult? Because you have these all on your computer, are probably archived. So do you just have to send them to the print shop one by one, or? Oh, no, it's really easy. I mean, that's why I did on Society6, because they do all the printing and shipping for you. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Uh, so all I did was upload the files. Yeah. Yeah, okay. that end of it was pretty easy. Uh, uh, well, yeah, the Mononcle thing, uh, and actually I mentioned that my wife uh, didn't like something, but loves that film and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the fish fountain mm-hmm. and everything. So that uh, I got that because I she loved it. Too. And I didn't tell her. It was a surprise. And uh, and she didn't know you, Michelle. I, I think she has an idea who you are now, and especially now. But <laughs> <Hi there. laughs> yeah, that was that, she loved it. And, and we have it uh, downstairs at a, a very prominent place. So thank you for for the last five-year sale. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well, thank you. Thank you for getting something. Uh, yeah. Makes me happy to know that uh, my art is on your wall. Yeah. It makes me happy, too, and my wife. So you help, helped our marriage. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we'll have links to the show notes for everything of Michelle's. You have your personal site. You have Criterion Affection, which actually already has a link mm-hmm. on my uh, on, on criterioncloseup.com. Yes, it does. Uh, on the sidebar there if you want to look for it. And there's other Criterion sites as well. And uh, where can we find are you, You're on Twitter or Facebook? or Where are you at? I am on everything because uh, you have to be when you freelance. So yeah, right. um, I'm on Tumblr. T- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm on Twitter, Tumblr, you name it. Uh, yeah, on Twitter and Tumblr, I am Dial M for Michelle. So 
So a nice. little film nod in there. Uh, nice. Also, Hitchcock it's Michelle. Yep. Not in yes. the collection. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah, let's see more Hitchcock. Um, yeah, that's happening. So that's Michelle with one L. Dialogue for Michelle with one L. You probably get sick of that, don't you? <laughs> uh, it, it bothered me a lot more when I was younger. <laughs> that's okay. My name's Aaron uh, and I get E-R-I-N or, well, because it's Aaron West, it's, sure. I, get, I get Adam <laughs> for the Batman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah, she's a good yeah. follow, and uh, and actually, I don't follow your Tumblr, but I, I um, I'll have to rectify that. I just started my own that I think has two followers, so, <laughs> but I don't I don't really <laughs> use it that much. Uh, well, any any other sites to? Other. Uh, I I know you you do have a large footprint. Any any other uh, sites to? Yeah, promote? I mean, uh, if you just go to michellerosenthal.com, dot com, it's all there. Um, I guess Perfect. I can mention my one other. Uh, my one other blog project, uh, which is um, unrelated to this one, but the other sort of never-ending, ongoing thing I signed myself up, my signed myself up for, is uh, I've been doing um, portraits of uh, important historical queer people, like before the twentieth century. I I, th- I saw that. Yeah, that's very, that's very cool. interesting. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. What, what was the the website web address web address of that? Yeah, so that's on Tumblr. That's queersinhistory.tumblr.com. Okay, cool. We'll, we'll link to everything, but uh, yeah, I think that's fascinating. So. <laughs> I'll give you 50,000 links, sure. <laughs> that's fine. So, um, And a big question is uh, if, uh, and you, you actually answered this on David's interview, but I'm going to ask you again, if Criterion comes calling and asks you to do, uh, I don't know, um, dial M for murder or... <laughs> um, or uh, um, if Criterion comes to me and hmm. asks me to uh, draw like a little icon that's going to go in a tiny corner of one of their liner notes, uh, <laughs> yes, I will do it. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, no, I've I've definitely joked before that that my my blog has now been a six year interview process with <laughs> Criterion, so nice. I'm waiting for that phone call. Yeah, any day now. <laughs> Well, Criterion, if you're listening, hire her. I'm sure you have. Uh, th- that is one thing, and Caitlin pointed this out too. Criterion is really, really supportive of illustrators, and so, so I personally think you'd be a great fit. And uh, would really yeah, I didn't even I didn't even get to gush about how incredible that is that they use illustrators. Period, because mm-hmm. um, illustration's not the go-to for graphic design in general these days uh, and especially yeah. when you're talking about film when you're talking about promoting a medium that is already photograph based uh, yeah that they have kind of the vision to not just use a still from the film every time that they actually go with an illustrated image is actually really incredible and um, mm-hmm. yeah it's one of the things that's drawn me to them yeah and I, I think that actually uh, bolsters their reputation too uh, you know yeah. they, absolutely they, they could just, you know, and they could just put a get a still image, put a little filter on it in Photoshop, and there you go. Um, a lot of studios do that. And um, oh yeah, but Criterion does have. Uh, a, yeah, I mean, it's the obvious choice. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It it seems like a collaborative effort too, you know, between uh, the you know uh, Criterion and their their artist about how it's going to render, and you know, you get some input. So it's nice to to mm-hmm. see that. Yeah, I yeah, mean, Kate, absolutely. Caitlin they definitely respect that. their artists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And sounds like Eric's a, a great guy to work with. So, um, yeah, yeah, well, ho- hope you get that call, yeah. Michelle. Uh, oh, thank yep. you. If I talk to them, waiting, uh, I, I will. Re- I'm waiting by the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I will pass that along. Uh, not that I plan to talk to or we'll get to talk to them anytime <laughs> soon. You never know. Um, never know. Well, it was, it's great talking to you, Michelle. You're awesome. And I, yeah. I really, really love your work. So, yeah. Well, so thank you so much for us. having me. Have me any time. Uh, yeah, maybe someday you could come back and talk about a title if you uh, if there's anything that uh, really uh, drives you nuts. So, good, good way or a bad <laughs> yeah. way, we, we can do another Antichrist love po- podcast with you. <laughs> oh, geez, yeah. If you if you want to hear me ranting for an hour, sure, that would invite be, me onto that one. <laughs> that would be explicit. I'm I'm sure uh, <laughs> it might be more explicit than uh, probably people would expect. So. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, Michelle. And uh, we just want to let folks know where to find the show. You can find us on Twitter at CriterionCU, CriterionCloseUp.com, and Facebook at CriterionCloseUp. And Aaron, where can folks find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter, AWES505, and a couple other places that I'm not going to tell you, because why not? (laughs) (laughs) Find Aaron on on Twitter. You can find me, Mark Herney, out on Twitter. It's at Mark Herney, H-U-R-N-E. Um, Letterbox too, of course. And uh, our next episode, as Aaron mentioned, will be our, our Snowblood, kind of a short take in various ramblings uh, episodes. So look forward to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll have um, Tati closing us out. Correct, Aaron, for our music? Correct, from, from uh, my purchase from Michelle. So uh, thank you, Michelle, yeah. for, uh, again, adorning my, uh, <laughs> my living room. <laughs> yeah, so. thank you. Nice. Thanks again, Michelle. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to Criterion Close-Up. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.